Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real life issues that you're facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are and who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I am so excited to be here with you today. All right, so before we get started, real quick, I just want to let you know, stay tuned to the end of this podcast because I'm going to be sharing an update about the new feature that's coming to our Uncommenting app. So be sure to stay on till the very end so that you have the most recent information. All right, so we're jumping back into our series that we're calling Questions. In episode 16, we talked about why bad things happen to good people. So you may be thinking, okay, I'm starting to see this, but what about this question? So maybe God didn't cause it to happen, but didn't he allow it? That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Just because something happened does not mean that it was God's will. And the same is true for this. Just because something didn't happen doesn't mean it wasn't God's will. But how do we know this? Let's think about it this way. It's the will of God that everyone gets saved, right? However, there are people who die daily who have chosen to reject Jesus. See, God wants everyone to get saved, but we all have a free will, so we get to make that choice. God doesn't want to force us to make that choice. 2 Peter 3.9 says, This means that, Contrary to man's perspective, the Lord is not late with his promise to return as some measure lateness. So this is talking about the return of Jesus and when he's going to come back to this earth. But rather, his delay simply reveals his loving patience towards you because he does not want any to perish, but all to come to repentance. 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4 also says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Did you know that hell was not even created for people? Matthew 25, 41 tells us it was prepared for the devil and his angels. However, the devil is going to do everything he can possible to bring as many people with him as he can because he knows he's going there anyway. So he might as well take as many people as he can because he wants to destroy as many people's lives as possible. See, God's will is that everyone gets saved, but sometimes just because something is God's will doesn't mean that it automatically happens. And just because it's not God's will doesn't mean that it won't happen. Remember, we talked about there being a bad devil, a cursed world, and us with our sometimes bad choices, right? That not only affect us, but also affect those that are around us. Okay, so I've heard this question a lot, especially during really bad tragedies like 9-11. I know this was before your time, but I know many of you probably know what happened on 9-11. Sometimes when there's a really bad tragedy... People start to ask, where was God when this happened? Where was God when 9-11 happened? God could have done something to stop it. 
Why didn't he? That's what I want to talk about next. Believe me, our God is so good. If he could have done something about it, he would have. He loves us so much. So let me explain a little bit further about what I mean. If he could have done something, he would have. Revelation 3.20 tells us, this is Jesus speaking, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him, and he with me. So we see here that Jesus is waiting and he's knocking at the door and he's waiting for somebody to open that door to let him in. So picture this, I'm talking to a friend of mine and she's like, hey, come on over to my house after church. I want you to have lunch with me. And so I go to her house and I knock on the door and she has two options, right? She can either open the door and let me in, right? Or she can ignore it and I'm still stuck on the outside because I'm not going to barge my way into her house. That's rude. Well, God is the same way. And that's what he's saying in Revelation 3.20. He's knocking and he's waiting for that door to be open so that he can come in. He's not going to barge his way in. God's not rude like that. So the question isn't, why wouldn't God stop that tragedy from happening? But the better question is, could he have stopped it from happening? Now, I want to talk about this one because I think it's really, really important for us to understand. Mark 6, 1 through 6 explains to us, Why God sometimes is in the position of not being able to stop something terrible from happening. It says this, Then Jesus went out from where he was and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he had began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now listen to this. And Jesus could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Now this doesn't say he wouldn't do any mighty works, but he couldn't do mighty works. Then verse six goes on to say, and Jesus marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the village in a circuit teaching. Jesus couldn't do a mighty work because the people didn't believe that he could do one. A couple of people let him heal them, but not many. Every other place that Jesus had gone to before this, he was able to heal tens, if not hundreds of people. But here it was only a few. See, God doesn't go where he's needed. He goes where he's invited. The same thing is true in our lives. Are we choosing to doubt? Are we choosing to take God at his word and believe that he is our protector and that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and that he is our healer? So in a tragedy like 9-11, it wasn't that God wouldn't do anything about it, but he couldn't. Many Americans, they have done their best to get God out of everything, get him out of our schools, get him out of our courts, get him off of our money. So God is just standing at the door and he's knocking, waiting for us to let him back into our lives and into our country. Now we all see the tragedy in 9-11. However, I want to share with you a story about 9-11 that isn't very well known. There is a church that is very close to ground zero. In this church, a great number, probably about 75%, I think they said, had worked in the Twin Towers. I don't remember exactly how many people were in this church, but I know there were at least 2,500 people in this church. 
So about 75% of those people worked in the Twin Towers. Now in this church, they really learned how to stand on the Word of God and how to get into the Word of God for themselves and really believe it concerning their protection and their healing and so much more. On the morning of 9-11, each one of those church members was kept safe and not one of them was hurt. Now this is pretty awesome. Now if that church with 2,500 people, it may have been more, that would mean that 1,875 people worked at the Twin Towers. That's a lot of people. And not one of them was hurt. Not one of them was killed. One person after the next, after the next, after the next, went on to explain why they didn't go into work that day. And there were so many different reasons. Maybe their kids were running late, getting dressed, or couldn't get out of bed, or they overslept, or whatever. But there was reason after reason after reason why they did not go into work that day. And I honestly believe that it was God that was holding them back because he was protecting them for what was about to happen. See, God will do something. We just have to choose to stand on his word and believe that what he says is true. All right. Now to answer the question that I have heard more Christians ask concerning the character of God than most any other question. They say something like this. Okay, so I get it. Maybe God didn't cause it to happen, but didn't he allow it to happen? So that's what I want to talk about next. Maybe you've thought this. Maybe you've heard it. But I want you to know, God did not cause it, nor did he allow it. And we're going to talk about that. So I want you to think about this story for a minute. And this is a completely made up story. I would not do this. So know this beforehand. But I want you to think about this for a minute. Say I was walking through a park and I see a man in his 20s and he is hitting and kicking a five-year-old little girl. Instead of trying to stop him or calling the police, I just turn my head and look the other way and keep on walking like nothing happened. I want you to think about this. Would you say that I was a good person? Or would you think I was a horrible person for not doing anything about it? You'd probably think I was a horrible person, right? As you should. Ladies, we as Christians say this about God all the time. We say things like, God didn't cause this situation to happen, but he did allow it to teach us a lesson. God is good. He is not evil. Just like in that story, God did not allow this man to hurt this child to teach the child a lesson. That's crazy. God is good. He is not evil. However, if he allowed evil things to happen, like what that man was doing to that girl, he would be evil. He would not be good, right? Guys, God did not cause it, nor did he allow it. I want you to turn into your Bible, if you have it available, to James chapter 1, verse 13, because I really want you to see this. James 1, 13 starts out by saying, Let no man say that when he is tempted, that I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. When James is saying this, he's saying this so strongly and with such passion because he wants us to really get this into our hearts and our minds. He wants to get across to us that not only should we never say it, but we should never even think it. The reason he has to say it so strongly is because so many people say it. And James is saying, don't even think about it. That word tempted in the original Greek means tested, tried, or tempted. So James 1.13 could say, let no man say that when he is tempted, he is tested or he is tried, that I am tempted, tested, or tried by God. For God cannot be tempted, tested, or tried by evil, 
nor does he tempt, test, or try anyone. That word by, where it says, I am tempted by God, in the English, it's a really tiny word, right? Two letters. However, in the original Greek, that word by means this. God did not cause evil to happen, nor did he allow it. But how do we know this to be true, that God doesn't allow evil to happen to teach us a lesson? Because God cannot be tempted or tested with evil himself. Therefore, he cannot do to us what he cannot even do himself. So real quick, what things are considered evil? Things like sickness, fear, worry, stress, depression, anxiety, pain. These are not things that God tests us with or tempts us with or tries us with. But then why do these things happen? Remember, in episode 16, we talked about how there is a bad devil out there. We live in a cursed world and people have the right to make their own choices. And some of them are pretty bad. And those choices not only affect them, but they affect those around them. Will God test us though? Yes, God actually will test us. So you may be thinking, what? You just said he can't. No, I said he can't test us with evil. When God tests you, he will give you something good and see what you do with it. He will give you a good friend and see how you treat her. He will give you a new car and see if you'll still come to church on Wednesday nights or decide to go and hang out with your friends instead. That's how God tests us. See, James 1.17 tells us that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. All good gifts are from God. He doesn't change. He's always good all the time. And I want you to know this too. The devil and God, they are not working together ever. God does not say, hey, devil, go and do this to this person because I want you to teach them a lesson. They are not working together ever. Second Corinthians 6, 14 through 17 explains it further. And it says, don't continue to team up with unbelievers and mismatched alliances. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who could mingle light with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What friendship does God's temple have with demons? God and the devil, they don't work together. They are complete and total opposites. All right, so I hope this helped you today. If you have any questions about anything that we shared in this episode, please feel free to reach out to me at uncommonteenministry at gmail.com. I would love to answer your questions. Now, before we go any further, as we say every single week, because it's so true, repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, girls, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for leaving all the ratings and reviews and for the emails that you're sending to me. It is such an honor to get to walk this journey with you all. All right, so now the most updated information about the Uncommon Teen app. First of all, several of you have reached out to me and let me know that you are unable to find the Uncommon Teen app on Android devices. And I am so sorry about that. We have put in a request to Android to see what's going on. It is our goal to have that up and running for you very, very soon. The second thing I want to share with you is that the new update will be coming out at some point this week. Be on the lookout for that. And lastly, this week, you will be seeing something different with the Uncommon Teen podcast. 
Every Monday, our normal podcast is going to still be released just like it has been in the past. Nothing's going to change with that. However, you may notice that we are going to be adding in short little encouragements about five minutes or less every Tuesday through Friday just to encourage you as you go throughout your week. Something that you can listen to right before you go to school or right after you get up in the morning or right before you go to bed. Just something that will help encourage you throughout the day. All right. So that is it for announcements. I hope you have an incredible week and we are excited to have you join us back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big. And he really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I'm just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.